Do you feel like you need God's encouragement and wisdom throughout the week to take hold of His promise to fly like an eagle? You come to the right place. Welcome to Eagles on the Hill. Let's join our host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. All right, people, I am your host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the podcast. Search for Eagles on the Hill on YouTube and hit the subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner so you can keep up to date with everything that goes on here. Also want to encourage you, if you listen to podcasts, to follow us wherever you do that. And join us as we together follow Jesus and draw strength from him to fly like an eagle. Today is an exciting day in the history of the church, in my history, and in your history too, whether you know it or not. If you're listening to this on October 31st, 2023, or whatever October 31st you're listening to this on, October 31st, 1517 is generally considered to be the start of the Reformation. And so while today is also Halloween— and we've discussed Halloween a couple podcasts ago. You can search for that one. Check out what we think here about Halloween. But in any case, today is more importantly Reformation Day. And so we want to rejoice in the revelation of God as he revealed the gospel of Jesus Christ to Martin Luther in particular and to others throughout history, but Martin Luther in particular as we think about October 31st, 1517, and we're going to go beyond October 31st to talk about just how the Reformation played out and what a tremendous importance the laity of the church played in the Reformation. That is, not the clergy, but the lay people of the church were crucial in the gospel of Jesus Christ spreading uh, around the world and even into my heart, your heart today. And uh, I do pray that you know the gospel of Jesus Christ today in your heart. And if you don't know it yet, you'll have heard it by the end of this podcast. So let's talk about what happened in the early 16th century as Martin Luther first became a monk. He was uh, set up to go into law school by his father, became a monk. And while in the monastery, we find out that even though he was in the monastery of the Roman Catholic Church, he had never seen a Bible. Can you imagine being that high up in the church and never having seen the Scriptures? It's no wonder that the gospel of Jesus Christ was hidden if no one read the Scriptures. So Luther was sent by a guy named Staupitz, was sent to study the Scriptures and to become a doctor of theology, and that is where Luther first read the Holy Scriptures. And as he read the Scriptures, he began to see that the things that the church was teaching him were not in accordance with the Scriptures. In 1517, he nailed the 95 Theses on the church door at Wittenberg. We dealt with that in the episode on Halloween, so you can go back and reference that. We're not going to go over that again here. But that is considered the start of the Reformation. However, a couple other events happened which are crucial in the story of Luther and in the spread of the gospel. 1521, not going to be our focus today, but nevertheless, an important event happened called the Diet of Worms. And uh, that is not um, a recommended food. Worms is a city in Germany. And Luther went before the Diet, was put on trial there in the Diet uh, before uh, the king to uh, determine whether or not he would recant his works, whether he would say that the things he had been writing were heresy and get back in line with the teaching of the mother church, the Roman Catholic Church. Luther famously 
that day in Worms said, I will not recant. Here I stand on God's word. Here I stand, so help me God. And at that point, Martin Luther was then put under the death sentence. Anyone who found him, saw him, could kill him, and it would be a service not only to the empire, but a service to the church and a service to God to put Luther to death. And he lived the remainder of his life, some 25 more years, under the death sentence every day, thinking this day might be the last. How was it that Luther was not killed? Well, his prince protected him. Duke Frederick protected him, and so there was a key role for a lay person to carry out their role, uh, their calling of God. Duke Frederick carried out his calling well, protected Luther, and Luther was able to survive and die a natural death some 25 years later. The event I want to focus on for this podcast, it's taken me a little while to get there, but is an event that happened in 1530. And by 1530, of course, Luther uh, could not really travel outside of Duke Frederick's um, area because he would be killed. Duke Frederick couldn't protect him if he were to wander outside of his uh, area. So um, the Lutherans, the followers of this Lutheran gospel, mostly princes of various areas, were called to account before Charles V, the Holy Roman Emperor. And they, uh, the Charles V in 1530 in the city of Augsburg demanded that these Lutheran princes renounce their teachings, burn their copies of the Bible in the people's language, in the German language, which Luther had translated by then, the scriptures into German, demanded that they burn them and demanded that they begin to worship in the Roman Catholic way or face death. These Roman these uh, these uh, German princes stood up to the Holy Roman Emperor Charles V. Not actually stood up; they bowed down. They exposed their necks before Charles V and said, "I would rather have you cut off my head than give up the gospel of Jesus Christ." Powerful, powerful moment in history. The lay people, uh, in this case, the princes carried out their calling of God in a powerful way. If they had not done that, the Reformation would have been throttled in its cradle. As it was, the Reformation was able to continue to spread because of the faithfulness of God's people. And so we want to encourage you today to be faithful in your calling, just as those princes were faithful in their calling to stand up for the gospel of Jesus, or in their case, to kneel down expose their necks to the sword of Charles V, rather have their heads cut off than give up the scriptures, than give up the gospel of Jesus. They were able then to read their profession of faith before Charles V, and their profession of faith is called the Augsburg Confession, their confession of faith. It consists of 28 articles, 21 setting forth positively what the Lutherans believed, and seven specifically against certain practices and beliefs of the Roman Catholic Church. So 28 articles altogether. The central article of the Roman of the Augsburg Confession is Article 4. Comes early, it's important. The most important article of the Augsburg Confession is Article 4. And um, we want to go over that today. So here it is. I'm going to put it on the screen for those watching on YouTube. Otherwise, I'll read it. It's very short. This is what it says. Article 4, 
concerning justification, that is how to be declared just and righteous before God. It says also they teach, in other words, also our ministers, our preachers, this is the princes talking, saying our preachers teach that man cannot be justified before God by their own strength, merits, or works, but are freely justified for Christ's sake through faith when they believe that they are received into favor and that their sins are forgiven for Christ's sake, who by his death has made satisfaction for our sins. This faith God imputes for righteousness in his sight. Romans chapter 3 and 4. Pretty simple, pretty basic. If you're a Lutheran, hopefully that sounds pretty familiar, but it was very unfamiliar. It was rebellious in those days to believe that men are justified before God not by their own works or strengths or merits, but are freely justified for the sake of Christ, by the death of Christ. A powerful uh, statement which defines the Lutheran faith, that we are saved by grace through faith, and that not of ourselves. It is a gift of God, not because of works that no one should boast. In fact, let's take a look at a couple of scriptures that support that very thing. Romans chapter 3, referenced in Article 4 of the Augsburg Confession. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. And then again, Ephesians chapter 2, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. Not even the faith you have is from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And then I love this passage from John chapter 6. I'll share why in a minute. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. The Greek word for free is eleutheros. Eleutheros. If the Son sets you eleutheros, you will be eleutheros indeed. And so we are Lutherans. Eleutheros. We are free indeed by the Son. The Augsburg Confession is a document which uh, Lutheran pastors, specifically Lutheran Church Missouri Synod pastors, subscribe to. What does that mean? When we take our um, vows of ordination into the uh, pastoral ministry of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, we agree to teach according to the Augsburg Confession. Not in addition to the Bible, but we agree to teach according to the teachings of the Augsburg Confession because the Augsburg Confession agrees with and is a clear exposition of the teachings of Holy Scripture. And so uh, every pastor that you know in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod has agreed on the day of their ordination into the pastoral ministry to teach according to the Augsburg Confession. It's interesting. Most Lutherans have not read the Augsburg Confession. Might be a good thing to read to find out if your pastors are teaching according to the Augsburg Confession because it is a correct exposition of Scripture. I want to encourage you as we close to uh, maybe take a look at a movie in the next week or two, a movie about Luther. This uh, movie was uh, made in 2003. It is now 20 years old, and yet it has stood the test of time. It is a uh, just an excellent movie on the life of Martin Luther, and uh, gives you insights into uh, your heritage, your history, if you are part of a Reformation church, a Protestant church. 
uh, that's part of your history. And especially, of course, if you're part of a Lutheran church. Uh, this movie's great. I believe it is available on uh, Amazon Prime. And uh, you can rent it there and uh, take a look at it. It's a wonderful movie that will give you insights into the life and the work of Martin Luther. So, happy Reformation Day. Um, happy day to know and believe in the grace of God, that we are saved by grace through faith, not from ourselves. This is a gift of God. What a tremendous revelation that God gave to Martin Luther some 500 plus years ago. And we are the inheritors um, the beneficiaries of that revelation. I pray that God in this podcast has strengthened your faith in the grace of God through Jesus Christ and his death on the cross for us. Thanks for uh, joining us for the podcast. We want to encourage you to write us at eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. That's all one word, eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. No spaces, dots, dashes, or underscores there. Let us know what you think. Rejoice with us in the gift, the grace of God on this Reformation Day. And let us know what other uh, podcasts you'd like us, what other topics you'd like us to talk about on the podcast. Remember, as we close, the promise of God, one among many, many promises of God that are always true because God is always faithful, that those who hope in the Lord will fly on wings like eagles. Thanks for joining us on the podcast.